Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel with the University of Illinois Extension Service and wanted to cover a few things related to lawns and perennials this week and kind of wanted to start off with the fact that uh, we got some rain finally and I think that's uh, a welcome uh, relief to the gardeners who have been trying to keep everything watered and healthy in their yard, especially uh, those that have been vegetable gardening because... uh, There are a lot of critical points in the vegetable garden uh, where fruits need to develop quickly and and, uh, without adequate rainfall or or watering. um, That makes it uh, a lot harder for the vegetables. So if you've ever had a cucumber that's kind of been fat and skinny and fat and skinny, uh, the fat part is when it had adequate moisture and the skinny part is where it wasn't. Uh, Snap beans fill out much better. Uh, uh, summer squashes need that uh, good even moisture as well uh, if you've uh, uh, a big gardener and got some sweet corn out in the yard there uh, any time from uh, uh, silking through ear fill water is very important so uh, good even watering is uh, a great thing and I'm, I'm glad we got uh, mother nature to cooperate here couple three other things I wanted to talk about and pretty much just kind of cover some of the bigger questions that have been coming into the extension offices uh, in in recent days uh, calls about uh, crab apples in particular of course we've had our issues with the foliar diseases this year because of the cool or wet spring we had but more recently questions have shown up about uh, uh, suckers and water sprouts and and uh, certainly the later we can prune those off the less likely they're going to come back uh, water sprouts we find in the canopy of the crab apple um, and this kind of clogs up the um, the beauty and the branch structure in the crab apple so and water sprouts usually happen uh, they sp- the tree will sprout a bud off of a horizontal branch and the new growth will go straight up um, uh, in, into the canopy and maybe two or three feet when it does that and uh, that's called a water sprout. Uh, suckers are those uh, growths that show up uh, uh, at the base of the plant and off the maybe the sides of the tree trunks. Uh, by now, uh, this is about the time of the year when, um, when if you remove them, they're more likely not to regrow. So suckers and water spouts are something you can deal with right now. Uh, out in the vegetable garden, we've had questions on some of our perennial perennial vegetables, as, as it were. Um, the bigger question more recently has been, can I cut my asparagus back now? The, the fronds are looking rather frumpy, uh, not attractive in the garden. And the the pretty basic answer of that is uh, you really shouldn't. Uh, those fronds are, are are still alive and growing and generating food, and that's what supplies the asparagus root system the energy next year to give you more asparagus. We, um, by the mere fact that we harvest asparagus, we're taking away energy from the plant. We're not allowing those asparagus. Uh, um, pieces that we harvest uh, to put anything back so we're taking energy away from the root right off the bat we need to leave these uh, fronds there to uh, replenish the root system for next spring if you can you can tie them up a little bit loosely tie them up this might neaten up the area but you really do need uh, really do need to to um, to leave them uh, other other perennial type things in in the perennial beds uh, people are kind of anxious to always cut back their iris and other earlier spring blooming perennials just remember that foliage is what generates next year's bloom so whenever possible we should be leaving these things alone uh, 
and and let them die down naturally as that uh, as that iris foliage dies down naturally in yellows and browns and falls down flat on the ground sure at that point you can pick it right up and uh, no harm no foul uh, the plant's done for the season and you've allowed it to store all the energy it can the same kind of thing goes for some of the ephemerals like bleeding hearts or columbine. Uh, they're beautiful, but they're kind of delicate and tender looking. And as they begin to uh, uh, end their cycle uh, for this season, they can look pretty pretty rough. Uh, if possible, leave them as long as you can until they again naturally uh, naturally die down. That's that's pretty important. Um, we have had other other uh, uh, calls about what's going on in my lawn. Well, we with the drier weather, we have had some of the lawns based on maybe soil types or management styles uh, have already uh, started to go dormant. So there's some uh, yellowing and browning going on. There's been other calls about uh, the appearance of the lawn. My lawn looks uh, straw-like a couple, three days after I mow it, and that's usually the result of uh, the lawnmower blade needing to be sharpened. Uh, The lawnmower blade is dull, and as it moves across the top of the grass blades, as you mow, it rips and tears the grass off rather than making a bit of a cutting action and cutting it cleanly. So um, if if you didn't get your lawnmower blade sharpened this spring before the season started, be sure to get it done now. Uh, Getting the lawnmower blade sharpened a couple times a season's uh, um, pretty much a good recommendation if you start out in the spring with it sharp and then sometime in late June, July, you resharpen it. That will take you through the fall very nicely and then uh, get it sharp uh, again for the coming season in 2017. So mowing um, mowing the lawn with a sharp mower blade will make a tremendous difference in terms of how the lawn looks two and three days after you've mowed. A sharp mower blade also will make the lawn a lot more even when you do mow. Uh, more uniform in appearance, and those are things we we all like to see happen when we uh, are are, uh, are out there mowing. Uh, there's, um, as I said, there's some other things going on. Trees right now have been adjusting to some of the lack of uh, soil moisture we've had with the drier weather. Birch trees, in particular, willows, they will lose intentionally. They will yellow some leaves and lose those leaves, and they'll fall down to the ground. That's their way of managing um, their amount of water that they do have to grow with. Uh, once water returns, or you water, or we get adequate rainfall, uh, you'll actually see new leaves produced, especially on birch trees. So this this little bit of a phenomenon we're seeing is uh, pretty much normal. Uh, evergreens have a tendency or will lose the oldest set of needles every year, so some interior browning is to be expected. Um, so you might see them yellow first and then brown. Don't get alarmed. Uh, white pines are a very obvious example of that, so keep keep those kinds of things in mind. Um, with the rainfall that we did get, um, this has been plenty of water to now germinate uh, some new weed seeds out in the beds. So be prepared, be ready, catch them uh, when they're very tiny. All you have to do is disturb them on the soil surface and they'll perish. Don't let them get established. If you've got some weeds that have gotten away from you, by the way, that kind of snuck up out, out of the iris or the daylilies, and there they are, uh, for sure you don't want to let them go to seed. That's just adds to the big seed bank, and, and we don't need that. So if you can't get out there to get them taken care of, i.e. pulled out, weeded, hoed out, 
uh, treated uh, accordingly with a, a pesticide. Uh, at least don't let them go to seed. Harvest the uh, flower heads before the seed is dispersed, and that will be, again, to your benefit. So this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. As always, it's a pleasure talking to WDCB listeners, and I'll be back again with everybody next week.